Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We're four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. Hey, it's us. It's the Bama Geeks. Welcome to episode four. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Brock Parker, and with me... Hi, it's Jessica. Hey, it's Bo. And it's Kevin. Ah, yes. We are family, and I'm not going to sing that song for you because I can't <laughs> sing. <laughs> we are family. So much better than I could. Thank you, man. Bama Geeks, the karaoke version. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Rock band Bo's got this in the bag. <laughs> hey. Oh, well, we have had, uh, I would say, an eventful couple of weeks since uh, we last recorded episode three. Two of the guys on here especially have had big, big events in their lives. Like, (laughs) they finally got older. (laughs) It's the alternative, I guess, you know. Well, it's just inching closer to it. Uh, Hey. (laughs) I can't say anything. I'm the oldest one on this podcast. It's okay. As I've always said, I plan to live forever. So far, so good. <laughs> Your track record is holding up. Yes. Yeah, you, you be quiet, Grandpa. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, Bo hit the big 4-0 and uh, finally joined our illustrious club. And uh, we had a uh, fantastic time this past weekend celebrating Kevin's birthday. He's only a year older than Bo. Only a year Only older. Only a year. Only a year. Just just barely in that 40 club. <laughs> keep this up, we'll be the Bama AARP geeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I'll hit it first, I'll hit 50 first, I'll go ahead and start getting the cards ready for you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I still got, a, still got a few more years. I'm This summer, I'll be halfway to... I'll be halfway through my 40s. <laughs> I shouldn't have gray hair, but... <laughs> but I like but your I gray do. hair. Oh, thank you. Don't ever change it. I love it. Yeah, I, I've been told I can't color my hair, which is fine. So, but uh, yeah, like I said, this past weekend, uh, we celebrated Kevin's birthday. Boy, we had a whole lot of fun. We uh, we took Bama Geeks on the road. All of us. Uh, this is Sunday night. Last night, we were, uh, I was going to say partying down, but we were not the one with jousts. And, uh, and I, I don't know if that's what the equipment is called. We didn't have swords and shields. I'll tell you that much. No. What are those called that you joust with? Yeah, the spears. Lances. The lances. There. There, Thank you. There we go. See, the lance. <laughs> see, this is when you get to your mid-40s, you get to experience memory loss. It's fantastic. Um, well, I mean, obviously I know I'm the one who's been at a medieval time more than any of you guys put together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So That's true. I mean, 
Yeah, it's 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 just like it's in my blood. I mean, I might as well be a cast member at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we were having a great time in Atlanta at Medieval Times. It's the first time that I had been, first time Jess had been, and of course I had been wanting to go ever since the Cable Guy came out. You know. <laughs> yeah, that was about as much of my Medieval Times knowledge that I had obtained was from the Cable Guy. Yeah, I almost got the the chance to go to is there the one in Myrtle Beach. I believe yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, back in uh, 98, 99, when I was working for a, a company out of Atlanta, after I was in the Air Force, we had to do some work over in Myrtle Beach, and I saw the big billboard for Medieval Times. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we never went, and so I swore we would go to the one in Atlanta, and mm-hmm. finally, <laughs> finally got to. That was a lot of fun. I just hate mm-hmm. that I didn't get to use the, the, the line from the movie, thanks to ye fair winch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We did not have a winch for a. We had a hero. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was fantastic. Yes, we, did you and, and tell me? You, I didn't get a chance to watch you guys while you were eating, but you did eat your um, your chicken with your bare hands, right? Yes, we yes, everything. we did. Everything. Well, you could. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you can. No, no, seriously, though, you can ask for utensils, but they're going to look at you really weirdly. <laughs> well, in do. medieval but you times, you can get utensils. In medieval times, there were no utensils, right. but you can get a refill on your Pepsi. So thankfully, yes. yes. <laughs> well, that, well, that's like they had all kind of themes for the food. Like they had a tomato soup or tomato bisque. They called it dragon's blood. And then uh, our server, he brought it. He brought the big hunk of chicken. And he said, he called it dragon's meat. We don't know why we call it dragon's meat. It tastes like chicken. I said, call it dragon meat because you drag it across the fire. You know, that's what you do. <laughs> he, he said he loved that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so he said he was going to borrow that from now on. <laughs> I was so about to say, you to- can guarantee he's going to use that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. And if you go to the Medieval Times in Atlanta and your server is hero, then that joke is my fault. Then. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic. Man, he was great, great experience. Great. Yeah, that was a, it was two hours and worth every penny. Absolutely. We've all got a friend, uh, Joseph Lavender, mm-hmm. and he works mm-hmm. part of the time at, at Medieval Times. And so thankfully, he was there last night. He yeah. does all the narration and the emceeing and everything on the, you know, from the horse and. He did a fantastic job, and we got to spend a few minutes with him before and mm-hmm. after the show. And I tell you, he he did a great job. So uh, it's great to see Joe, and great to see these performances. Man, these these guys put yeah. on yeah. a heck of a show. I, Joe definitely fits in very well to the whole yeah. uh, mm-hmm. theatrics of it. He did great yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we had to visit from afar because of current situations. But like, this is my second time going. We went with my first time when my, my family went, and then family came along for this one. Traditionally, afterwards, you can meet your knight that you, you that represented your your nation that mm-hmm. you're part of. Or you can meet the queen, take photos, and like so. Eventually, things will get back to normal, and you guys need to go back when you can do that, so you yeah. can meet your knight and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really fun part of the experience. Yeah, we definitely look forward to going back. Oh, doesn't, yes. doesn't have to be a birthday. We we just all yeah. can pile up in the car and go. Yeah, definitely will not be a a last trip for us. Yeah, but the good thing about um about that particular venue is that um if you've never been before, is that it's in the uh, the Sugarloaf Mills Mall. Mm-hmm which also contains another really, really sought-after store that we all love going to that we no longer, unfortunately, have in Alabama is the Lego store. Yeah. Yes. And boy, did we all take advantage of it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, we did. <laughs> I am not ashamed to say I came back. The set that I chose to buy for myself for my own birthday present was the adult collectible, the bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. Which um, that's that, going to look really cool. I yes. can't wait to see how how you build that because that's that's not something I ever thought Lego sets would be created to to build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it, it kind of it kind of uh, 
caught my attention. And I reached and Bo mentioned to something to me while we were at the event and I didn't quite catch what he was saying. So I, I messaged him earlier today and he's like, you just need to get some of the little one by one, um, like translucent blue studs. pieces, the, the like studs. Mm-hmm. And then he, he linked me a uh, listing on Amazon where you could buy like a hundred of them. So I bought like three packs of like a hundred of them. And so I'm going to have like 300. So I'm going to basically make water at the bottom of the vase. Oh, nice. That'd be studs. Cool. Yeah. That'll be so it's, that'd hopefully be it's going to look really good. I think I'm going to use um, like florist foam or something at the bottom of it to keep them all in place mm-hmm. and then put that around mm-hmm. it. And hopefully it'll turn out to be good. And it's on the plus side. Uh, you know, I'm a dude. I don't like dealing with flowers much. They'll so never die. Th- these are, and they'll never die because they're like us. All I got to do is dust them off every once in a while. They'll be good to go. It's the perfect plant. Well, it's exactly. like the, the late, great Mitch Hedberg. You know, my my plastic flowers died because I forgot to pretend to water them. <laughs> what did you guys pick up from the Lego store, if anything? <laughs> Which one of us wants to go first on that one? Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and do mine because mine's going to be shorter. <laughs> the Space Shuttle Discovery. Um, I'm, I'm such a massive... Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, all of us growing up in the eighties and the space shuttle program was really, really big back then. And, and, uh, I, I couldn't resist. I think as massive, it comes with a Hubble telescope. Mm-hmm. It, it's wonderful. So yeah, I, I'd been eyeballing that for a little while and thankfully had some VIP points from, uh, some previous purchases. And yeah. so yeah, I walked off with the, um, with the space shuttle discovery. Yeah. And you nice. got it. You got an additional perk there. The store manager. Yeah, the store manager brought the box out, and it had a crease on the top. I mean, just an ever-so-slight crease on the top. And they were like, you know, this is a damaged box. And I went, there's not, it's just a small crease on top. She's like, yeah, but a lot of people like to have that pristine box. So we'll give you an extra $25 in VIP points if you'll take the damaged box. And I went, you're sold right here. Give it here. Yeah. Yeah, and Brock's like, yeah, of course I'm one of those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Are you going to keep it in the box and display?" And I'm like, "No, I'm going to tear the thing open and put it together. It's what I do. It's what Legos are built for, man." You should have seen the wait, look wait, on wait. Brock's face though when Alyssa asked, "Why are you getting a space shuttle?" Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Do you not know me? Have you never lived with me, my daughter?" <laughs> Spaceship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they they had the International Space Station on display right there at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought that was phenomenal. And I was actually really surprised at just how low the piece count on that particular set was. That was <laughs> and the price pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the price was, it was, it was like seventy bucks. Kind of, yeah, for something as big as that was, I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, it's not like you know like a massive piece, but it's just, I mean, it's the space station, mm-hmm. right? So it's, you know, it's going to be huge. Well, Bo came away with the haul of the night. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, say for me what i've been doing this is the reason why i was able to haul away unfortunately uh they have a uh, my wife introduced me to donating plasma which is very interesting <laughs> and uh they have a special promotion going on which you know hey if you're donating you're you achieve so much uh so much for your time well after doing wow. that after doing that a couple of times uh i was able to have some funds and i was picking up two things i've been eyeballing for a while and that is the afterlife the the large ghostbusters afterlife ecto-1 set mm-hmm. and the let's get nuts 1989 bat wing yeah that's gonna look mm-hmm. so Whoa. wonderful when it hangs on my wall that will be secure because i do not want that to fall off <laughs> the, the command strip <laughs> bat wing hey j- just think if, if you put them up there with the command strips and it falls off you get to put it together again yeah several I, times yeah yeah no, no. And, then, and then you can and you can clip that in your stream if you're on a stream you can clip I'm that sure. and then yeah 
I'm sure that's when it happens because 99% of the time when stuff falls down, it's always during the stream. Mm-hmm. Of always. <laughs> of course. So. I mean, you had figures falling off the wall the last time we recorded the yeah, episode exactly. three. So, hey. <laughs> yeah, my uh, the, the, my plan for those is it'll be probably the summer when my son's out of school. We will probably put together the afterlife ecto, the the bat wing, and then maybe eventually the firehouse. So I'm gonna be like, my hands and fingers are gonna be so drawn up by the time the summer's over with. From Legos. <laughs> Did you get a peace puller? We have one from his eight million sets he has. So I leave, <laughs> and it'll it'll come with one as well in, in yeah. the the uh, ecto. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, the biggest thing I will have decision on the Ecto is to either put the rust stickers on it or not, because part of me, I like pristine Ecto, but then again, as for me being the older Ghostbuster fan, the rust, rusty Ecto is more, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. it, the, the Ecto's gray hairs, I guess, you know. Sebo, you had the perfect opportunity. You could have bought two and then just had one <laughs> that had the rust stickers and one that didn't, right? Sell some mm. more plasma. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Go get your I'm, go send your Lego I'm, VIP points. Go get your plasma VIP points. I, I literally bleed for my toys. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to not to touch off the subject too much, but it was funny that Brock had made the comment: "Is are you filtering out that forty year old blood? Yes, yeah, that you're getting yes. forty, you're doing the plasma yeah. thing." So yeah, I guess so. Maybe you know, do like Doc Brown did. You know, some fresh blood. Some, you know, uh... <laughs> pulls the skin off. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> It was just we, a special effect, Bo. Yes. <laughs> we are not receiving any kind of sponsorship whatsoever from the Plasma Center. This is yes. We will take it. <laughs> yes. We we will take the sponsorship. We'll give you our plasma. Look, this I think is it's a good trade. Since hey. you've told us this story, Bo, don't think me and Brock have not oh, taken yeah. this into some consideration. So. Mm-hmm. Well, they they have, like I said, I know they have special promotions. Sometimes you get more money than others. Like I said, oh, look, like I said, I mean, I'm not to break it off and turn this into a plasma story, but. <laughs> This, it took me three tries to finally successfully donate. The first two times, unfortunately, my blood was stingy and I received hematomas, which are, they don't hurt, but they look really bad. Yeah. Oh, hey, at least we're not hating on Walmart for once. So we're exactly. We're yeah. Just I mean, wait. About oh, I have a Walmart positive. story. Yeah, I have a Walmart no, story. But it's oh, a good, yeah. but hey, we'll get there. But it's, yeah. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, like Hasbro makes the Ghostbusters plasma series figures. Yeah. It's what they call it's the equivalent of the Star Wars Black series. So Bo is living up to that. He is literally. Yes. Th- th- this I'm is our living, plasma. breathing plasma series Bo. <laughs> Speaking of which, I finally picked up Zool and Gozer now. So I have now the complete set to build the Paradog. Oh, Very good. We kind of segued from, from plasma yeah. to plasma series there. So there hey. we, we make this yeah. work. We, we do. How many plasmas did that take, Bo? Oh, well, that those weren't too bad. It was the Legos that took took the chunk out of it. But I mean, you know, license and a ton of Legos. I mean, I understand yeah. that why it costs that much. The Legos took eleven plasmas. Yes, <laughs> that was so funny because I looked looked over at Bo. We were on one side of the store, and I looked over at Bo, and he's just got boxes up there on, on the counter, just checking the out. Poor- and I'm like, this is going to be a happy man. Well, on top of that, I also bought two Minecraft mm-hmm. sets for my son, who loves the Minecraft Legos. Yeah. So right. we we all got toys that made us happy. That's right. Good. Yeah, that is awesome. I tried to get I tried to get my kids, my my son and my daughter. I I offered them Lego sets last night. Neither one of them took me up on it. Well, Dave did, but he kind of got a little out there. One of the yeah. one of his choices was, <laughs> "Hey, this one's got a thousand. Oh, it's a hundred bucks." And I'm like, hey, "Boy, you got a job." Um, <laughs> and my my daughter opted for. Uh, 
<laughs> of all things, she's like, I don't want a Lego set. I said, what do you want? My my daughter is a, is a teenager, and she's like, I, I want to go sit in the massage chair outside. <laughs> like, okay. And so then all three, Jess and both my kids, went and sat in the massage chairs at the end of the massive mall walk we did. Yeah, and, you know, you would think it would it would kind of be a bothersome thing. And I didn't think about it from the time I got in that chair. But, you know, of course, when we're leaving the mall, Alyssa's like, I don't know if it was a good idea for us to put our heads on that. What if we got lice? And then all of a sudden, you know, you feel the itchiness. Like, oh, oh don't man. even mention it. Don't even mention it. <laughs> <laughs> I could start feeling my head getting itchy, but I'm sure we're fine. And it was, <laughs> hey, it, it was, it was a pretty sure good, fine. hey, $2 and a seven-minute massage in the chair wasn't too bad. Yep. I did, I did not partake, frankly, because there was another guy sitting in the fourth one, and <laughs> he didn't he didn't get up and move until they had already started, so I just suffered. He just took pictures of us. Yeah, which my daughter loved. Why are you taking that from me from that angle? <laughs> which, speaking of that mall, I have to bring up, you know, over the last few years, you know, it felt like malls have not been really busy. That mall made it feel like very 80s, yeah. 90s, busy yes. mall. That was, that was a good feeling to, to experience again. Yeah. We stopped by today and saw our friends Craig Goldberg and, and Abigail Gardner, mm-hmm. Craig and Abby from the uh, Yes Have Some podcast. We stopped by and saw them for a few minutes today, and Craig was telling us that uh, Georgia went wide open yesterday mm-hmm. as far as ah. masks done. Yeah. And so that's probably why there was such a, one reason, mm-hmm. such a large crowd at the mall. But yeah, there was a lot of people yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, and man, I, I mean, that, and the scale of that mall, the everything huge. that was in there, huge. Yeah, I mean, the the layout was just like a like a like a just a big oval. I mean, right. It was you know it was really easy to just go one direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm I don't know if you guys were noticed, but there really weren't any empty storefronts. It's like yeah, th- th- there would be a storefront, but it was like you could look through and see yeah. like yeah. the the store Stuff was being it. put. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's like there were no empty storefronts. And then you compare that to like. The Birmingham Galleria, the River Chase Galleria, where it's like you go in there and a whole wing is like totally yeah. abandoned. Well, they're also they're also they're managed <laughs> yeah. by a different property. I want to say the same property that manages them manages the um, Opry Mills Mall and that uh, outside yeah. of Nashville. Simon. So they're kind of a yeah. Simon, yeah. Simon's the group that owns them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're they're very well managed. Like I said, I've been to the Opry Mills a couple of times and it's still very thriving, very nicely. Mm-hmm. The first beef I ever took with the Galleria was taking out the Disney store. A few years ago. Yeah. That was, that was like, mm, yeah. okay, I'll still come visit because you have a Lego store. Then they took out the Lego store. It's like, mm, I have not been back to the gallery in over a year, probably a year and a half. Mm-hmm. This editorial yeah. brought to you by Brock Parker. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Brock Parker. Hey, look, we ain't hating on Walmart at this point. <laughs> so speaking yeah. of, so Walmart story, right? Right. I hate Walmart. I've always hated Walmart. I have a very well-known hatred of that store. It's my least favorite store in the world. Ever since Toys R Us closed down, it's really become my uh, my least favorite store because they and Target now are the places to get toys. Mm-hmm. Well, Walmart, up until January 1st of this year, has been, it was the exclusive place you could get He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Origins figures that uh, Mattel has been releasing. You know, they still have exclusivity agreements in when they released uh, a Castle Grayskull last year when they started opening up pre-orders for Castle Grayskull. And of course, me and so many people I know, we all had pre-ordered this thing. And so now the emails are starting to come in from Walmart. Notorious emails. Oh, this is getting delayed. Okay, there's the first email. Delayed by a couple of weeks. Okay, fine. Then comes the second email. 
oh, we're delaying this again for another couple of weeks. So now we're a month deep into this. And then the third email has come, pushing it back even further. Some people that I know, mm-hmm. they're getting that famous email. Your order's been canceled. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks. At least other stores like uh, BigBadToyStore.com, mm-hmm. you, you can pre-order in Entertainment Earth. You can, you can pre-order Castle Grayskull through there. And I'm all in on this Masters Origin line. It, they're releasing the figures from the from our childhood. I used to have all these figures until I blew them up with fireworks as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's was a really bad time for my action figures, so now I'm having to go through and reclaim them. Well, Origins figures they're they're very inexpensive, mm-hmm. and they're releasing all the ones that I had as a kid. So I'm, I'm getting my nostalgia fill. Well, my pre order for Castle Grayskull has not been canceled yet. I'm waiting on it from Walmart. Last Friday, I wake up out of a dead slumber because, you know, got to get up, got to work, got to walk all the way into my living room to work. Well, as I'm rubbing my eyes coming into the kitchen, there on the kitchen counter is Castle Grayskull. Ta-da! Magically appeared. I don't know where this thing came from. I just know there's a Castle Grayskull sitting on my kitchen counter. I'm texting Jessica. Hey, what? Huh? Where where did this come from? What's going on? And she had to get up earlier Friday morning and make a run to Walmart. Our local Walmart is notorious for having zilch. Nothing. They never have anything. It's a smaller store. Good people work there, Mm -hmm. but inventory is pathetic. And she had to go to the store that morning to get something before work. And she had enough time to, to run back to the house and leave a surprise for me. She had gone into the store to pick up her stuff. And she, on a whim, God bless this woman. This is why I love her. <laughs> One of the many reasons. Decided, eh, take a cruise to the toy section. Let's go see what's out there. So she goes back there. She knows I'm looking for the Master of the Universe stuff. Nothing new. Because mm-hmm. our Walmart is never stocked with this, with the fun stuff. So yeah, she goes back there. And there's nothing new around the Masters of the Universe figures. Yep. Okay, well, that's fine. Nothing there. Okay, so she just happened to walk an aisle over. And not in the Masters of the Universe stuff, but with, what, what, around board games? Kind of it, was at the, it was at the end of the board game aisle. There's like just a random shelf there. And they put stuff, not board games, they just put random toys mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. on the end of this yeah. aisle, this particular aisle. It's not like an end cap, yeah. per se. Just, just shelves. Mm-hmm. And I just happened... Right in my line of sight on the bottom shelf. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I it did that? That's Castle Grey Skull. I mean, I pick it up, mm. I flip, I'm looking at it, I'm turning it over front and back. Uh, this is Castle Grey Skull. I started looking around, and that's the only one they had. Just wow. blue, just you know, it's that it's that thing of when you you know, knowing that you're looking for something and you see it and you're trying to think, Am I really this is it? I'm really seeing. So yeah. <laughs> And that was my thought process when I saw it on the counter. <laughs> and boy, she got some hugs and kisses when she came home for lunch. I was uh, I was pretty appreciated mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. I, I told As him, always, though. Thank you. <laughs> I, I know that. I, <laughs> but doubly I know so this. when you get him toys. Exactly. Oh, it's this beautiful thing. It's like Christmas morning without the Christmas. So there you go. Everybody, you it's it's good to have that Christmas morning surprise. And that's what I was able to give him. I, I failed in leaving many Mickey waffles and bacon for him that morning, but I did leave Castle Grayskull on the counter. So, you know, 
I'm forgiven for not fixing waffles and bacon that morning and leaving for him. Yeah, n- normally she n- normally I don't wake up to breakfast anyway because she's trying to get out the door and I I, I never ask for breakfast. Yeah, he doesn't. But Thursday morning she had fixed. Uh, we've got a, a waffle maker that fixes six mini Mickey waffles at a time, just like they fix down at Disney World. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. so so my breakfast that morning was just a bowl of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> of having Castle Grayskull physically in the house. I've been able to cancel my pre-orders because that just, you, you don't get any better than that. Yeah. I, I, I live a, a blessed, blessed life with this woman. Thank you. This honey. wife of mine. Thank you. But hey, 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 speaking of, speaking of breakfast. Oh, yeah. Oh. Speaking of breakfast, Bo got a package of breakfast stuff in the mail. Yeah. From someone that we all love and, and are very appreciative of. Very. It was very nice to ship us eight essential vitamins and minerals and, marshm- <laughs> and marshmallows. <laughs> Thanks for the sugar. <laughs> you know, from the uh, previous podcast, we had mentioned our issue with not being able to find the Ghostbusters cereal in, in our area, in the Birmingham area. Thanks to a listener of the podcast, friend of the podcast. Mr. Darnay Olson. Thank you so much, Darnay. Correct me. Where is it that he lives again? He is in Michigan, I believe. Yes. Let me double check. Minnesota. I feel bad. At Minnesota. I knew it was one of the M, M ones. Yep. But he is also he is a he is a Mississippi boy mm-hmm. by way he of is. Minnesota. So he's oh, got that southern tie okay. into it. So that's what it is. Gotcha. Yeah, we become friends with him, and uh, he goes. If, if you want to, uh, he, he does he stream on Twitch. He just started here recently. Okay. He is part of the Ghostbuster Medicors. He he is like his uh, works on an actual ambulance and saves yeah. people's lives. Yeah. And how how cool is that as a Ghostbuster? How cool can you get with that? <laughs> he yeah. gets to use the sirens all the time. Exactly. <laughs> he, gets he gets to gets run to the to red lights. Exactly. <laughs> he is living the dream except outside of wearing the proton pack. Unless you know, I guess he finds a way to hook up the EKG. You know, and maybe <laughs> <laughs> heat him up. EKG, PKE, it's all. You yeah, know. So, you know. <laughs> But yeah, Darnay, uh, we, we've become pretty good friends with him. And man, we appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Yes. We have not been able to find this cereal anywhere. And now yeah, we all, we all of us have boxes of it. And we just thank you so much for the wonderful care package. Yes. Very well, kind of you. I'm going to flare up some blood sugar levels very soon. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you would think, you know, we're in the South. We're famous for sweet tea, frying everything. Mm-hmm. And, and. And just basically just clogging our arteries and, you know, having diabetes and whatnot. And, <laughs> and we can't find cereal. What is wrong with that? I wonder if it's but just yeah. some of the retailers around here didn't pick it. Because I think he got it from, what is it? Is it the Hy-Vee? I'm not sure what that mm-hmm. chain is up there. Uh, yeah. I think that's what it's called. I thought Kroger was getting them down here. Yeah, I haven't seen them. I mean, I haven't been to a Kroger. I mean, yeah, we, I saw we more Krogers this weekend as we were driving through Georgia. I've seen more Krogers this <laughs> yeah, weekend but, than I uh, have in, I miss in Kroger. Year, so. Yeah, but I, when, when we had uh, visited with uh, Craig and Abby uh, today, they said that they have not been. They've got Krogers in the area. They haven't spotted them in there. So. Yeah. But, I don't want to get Brock started back on Iran again, but. Yeah. I have no ranch. I, 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 was, I was in Walmart just the other day. Oh, my gosh, Kevin. <laughs> I walk through the cereal aisle and they have like, this is like literally, it's got to be like three, four percent of their store dedicated to cereal. And I'm like, how could you not spare a little room for one little piece of a box of Ghostbusters cereal? Which is weird because that teaser is pretty much was filmed in a Walmart. Yeah, it was. Yes. Literally was. How? If we walk through and and find 
the actual Stay Puft marshmallows and not yeah. find the cereal. Mm. Yeah, Walmart, they had they had like literally, well, not literally. They they they, they figuratively had the equivalent of a pallet of Lucky Charms on the shelf. And I'm like, just take one of those away and then put the Ghostbusters stuff there. <laughs> well, I, I know that there's been the, the whole issue, you know, with the movie being pushed back and pushed back and, and yeah. you know, the distribution on some of these items. And then, you know, Brock mentioned it in the last episode or when we talked about the teaser with the Paul Rudd that, well, when they the cereal was hitting so these little mini stay puffs are on the cereal so we kind of have to how does this all tie in what is this about so while we're piling on walmart by the way we uh (laughs) as we took the scenic route out of atlanta this weekend we didn't go the interstate we kind of went a little bit north of it and which is weird and that and that whole kind of the back route scenic route we took not taking the interstate i saw one walmart outside i think it was buford waco area Mm -hmm. i believe that's where it was so we stopped and guess what? what? No freaking turtles. <laughs> no. I am shocked. Turtle. <laughs> the turtle turtle hunt continues. Well, we wow. we, we stopped down in Noonan, Georgia, uh, which is just south of Atlanta. It is a wonderful toy store that Craig had alerted us to called Full Circle Toys. Mm-hmm. If you're ever in Noonan, Georgia, check the store out. Absolutely. It's wonderful. It is our childhood in pure plastic. It is wonderful. And they did have, uh, they did have one of the turtle sets. Leonardo and, and Donatello. Donatello. Yes. Yeah, they yep. did have that one. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit, just a hair above the price range, and yeah. and I wanted to be able to get both sets at one time if we could for both. So we'll, yeah. the hunt, <laughs> like the water boy says, the the the, the search continues. <laughs> yeah. And even like but, our our fine gentleman, Mister Darnay, that got us the cereal. He's actually looked for me up there in Minnesota, and he has not mm-hmm. seen any there either. So, and and our friend, uh, for our good friend Austin Young, yeah, um, mm-hmm. has been uh, searching as well, and he's been keeping me updated. He can't find him out out in the yeah, Midwest. It's, and, it's you know, so no, you know what, guys? If they were a, if we could actually convince Dollar General to get in on this, we would have them <laughs> everywhere down here. Dollar General exclusivity, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Clover Valley Ninja Turtles. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else this weekend, Bo? You you were mentioning before that you did hit IKEA. Yes, went to IKEA. I now have two more detoffs to <laughs> add for this stuff, so that'll be something eventually going back here. I've acquired way more figures over the last six months than I have in a long time between birthdays and picking them up myself. So I need somewhere to put them because I'm now to the point. Some of the things I'm going to start opening. I don't know about the stuff on the wall behind me that's hanging, <laughs> but eventually some stuff's going to get open and I need some detox space because that'll help out a whole lot. Congratulations on the detox. There are, yes. as far as the toy collecting in the collector world, they are, there is, they're it's great. Perfect. They're great they're for display. They are a display. definite need. The biggest thing I'll ever want to get, and I know Brock has, you had that glass table. I know it wasn't detox, but you had that glass table. You displayed some of your stuff and they don't make, they don't, Ikea doesn't sell it anymore, but I want yeah. it so bad. Oh, what was it called? Doggone it! Now I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it's but, a it was a it was a, a horizontal mm-hmm. uh, display case that was perfect. And unfortunately, the lock on it is is busted, and it's still in storage. So yeah. who, who cares? I'll I'll try to get a new lock for it. But yeah, that was that's a great display case. I wish we yeah. could have made an IKEA trip, but <laughs> we can't go to IKEA unless we have room to bring stuff home from IKEA. Mm. Yeah. Car was kind of packed. 
So it's the house. So yeah. And time was guys, a little, and time was limited this weekend. You guys, let me know when you want to do a run, and um, I'll hook the trailer up to the Tesla and we'll oh, go up there that's and right. get, some, get some stuff. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. The trailer. Yeah, the the Tesla it. has the trailer now. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We can go and take care of it, man. We'll get, we'll get whatever we need. <laughs> we'll load that sucker up, and strap it down, and we won't have to pay for gas. Uh, and I also wanted to mention, I'm sure that we've got some fans out there who are watching the show Invincible. It just wrapped up with uh, the last episode of season one. Incredibly, incredibly awesome show. This one's won by, you know, Rob Kirkman, you know, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So I know we've got some folks in the podcast now who are really interested in The Walking Dead. I know of at least one who's really interested. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we may, while we were in Noonan, shot over to... Sonoy, yeah. Georgia, and, and ate at Norman Reedus's restaurant today. Of course. Well, there we go. Because, you know, the old saying, when in Rome, but when in when you're in that area of Georgia, you have to visit the Walking Dead sure. world, and you have to eat at Nick and Norman's. You have to. So, so one of the things that we want to make sure everyone's aware is that Invincible definitely got picked up for season two. If you haven't uh, started watching that series yet, and you guys are, are into... Uh, um, just a really, really good show. That's another one uh, that you you definitely want to pick up. Mm-hmm. And speaking of good shows, Castlevania on Netflix. Oh, and uh, Invincible is on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, Castlevania is on Netflix, mm-hmm. and uh, it just got picked up for season four. And what a phenomenal trailer for season four! They're going to wrap up the series with season four, and it looks like they're going to be going out with a bang. Uh, and getting like really, really heavily into it. So that's going to be a, a great one that looks like their Netflix has already announced that they're going to spin that off into another series uh, that's to, yet to be announced. But uh, it seems like they're going to be exploring that even further. But since the story arc from the, from the manga and whatnot has, has officially about to come to a close, I think that's where Castlevania is going to end. Uh, but that's definitely one that, uh, you know, if you haven't watched Castlevania yet, I would definitely recommend getting into that one but with that said what looks like is going to be a recurring theme for us because we have two <laughs> awesome awesome uh wrestling fans here i want to get us into speaking about athletic theater we've got to come up with some sort of drop for that some sort of <laughs> some kind of regal music regal music yeah william regal music well, william regal. feel free to take what i just did and just give it the echo the athletic <laughs> theater <laughs> and Bo, I say that b- by the way bo is wearing the nwo shirt right now with the the championship well, belt from wcw I, I, I believe that was one of the decrees. If you were NWO, you were NWO for life, my friends. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, this segment of athletic theater is not going to be a a whole lot, but just a couple of interesting things that are out there. If you are a fan of the 80s wrestling and the 90s wrestling and the Attitude Era, uh, Brock and I have been watching Young Rock and have been enjoying that thoroughly such a good show fantastic show and and it and to to deviate really quickly the guy that plays young rock while he's in college Mm -hmm. is also just been signed on to black adam to star with dwayne johnson he's going to be in that i guess as a version of him i I don't know but yeah yeah, his name slips my mind at the moment and i apologize for that but yeah the guy that plays Mm -hmm. him while he's he's playing college in miami who is a dead ringer yeah the cat Oh, the casting for this show has been spot on. I've been wondering, you know, while watching this, 
is there a possibility that there could be a season two? And the announcement came out that it has been picked up for season two. So that is, uh, I'm very excited about that news and uh, look forward to seeing how they further the story and where they're going to take it. Also, they are uh, season three of Dark Side of the Ring is uh, is back this week on, Vice, on Vice Network. Yeah. Yes, what so, a what a phenomenal series that is. If you have not checked that out, it'll get you in the feels because they really, when they say Dark Side of the Ring, they tackle yes some pretty pretty yeah. bad stuff that's happened in in the world of professional if wrestling. Yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, you'll definitely love it. Even if you're not a fan of professional wrestling, but kind of want to see some kind of you know tragedy stuff, yeah, type stuff like that. Definitely, mm-hmm. I would give it a watch. You know, some of the higher profile names, you're going to see somebody you know. You know, right? You, oh yeah, the most casual fans. If you, it's a definitely something you should watch. Even the guys that we really were not very familiar with, mm-hmm. their stories were just as fascinating. Mm-hmm. So oh, yes fantastic series that they've got on vice and that has started back up this week and the first episode is regarding brian pillman so yes that's that's going to be a great episode and a and e has turned into wrestling sundays uh right yes. now they are uh, the biography series on a and e the first one that they have started out with in this season was stone cold which uh fantastic and mm-hmm. by the way i mentioned the photo album that i had feared was missing for so long I'm happy to report that I have found that photo album that has my personalized autograph photo from Stone ah, Cold awesome. in it. Flipped out. Sent Brock so many happy texts when I found that in storage. Uh, overjoyed. Second episode they've done was Roddy Piper. Again, fantastic oh, so episode. Uh, and Dylan. <laughs> and this Sunday was Randy Savage. So there you go. We're, we've got some fantastic Bo not, episodes. Bo will not watch that one. He will no. refuse. Oh, no. I never know. As I, as I sit here, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Well, see, unfortunately, I don't have a A&E as part of my, <laughs> unfortunately, part of my uh, TV package. But the A&E app allows you to watch it a week after it airs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to watch every one of them a week behind. Like, I just recently watched the Stone Cold one, which, yeah. by the way, it opened my eyes. It he, he was talking about one of his possible ring names would have been Frost McFane. Yeah. And now that is going to be forever ingrained in my brain when I see Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's Frost McFane. He, he's talked about that on his podcast before. Yeah. Yeah. The run through of his possible names was oh. uh, was hilarious. Oh, and watching the other so wrestlers bad. do it. Yes. <laughs> Having that cut back and forth of different wrestlers listing off the names was funny. Yeah. But the Roddy Piper one, man, that was good. Oh, Piper. Piper is one of the greatest characters in wrestling ever. And I mean, he's, he was like, you know, all, all the wrestling characters always are, you know, larger than life. But he was just like, he was just so intense. And like, even though he was a great face when he was a villain, that's why he, he was the, the villain. And hearing the story that, because he played the villain so well, he had to have a leather jacket made with Kevlar inside of it because he had been stabbed multiple times. Yeah, he'd been stabbed like three times. And again, it's just I, oh, fantastic story and things you learn about these people that you would have never known before. And the fact that they're putting these biographies just tell the stories so well of their lives and what they've been through. And Piper's story when he was in the early days of wrestling and his famous feud with the Guerrero family. That story in itself, I won't spoil anything. I hope you get to see it, but it's fantastic. Along with the biography series. WWE is now doing a series that is called Most Wanted Treasures, where they are in search of items to archive for the WWE. We've had 
The first episode was Mick Foley. The second episode they did was Undertaker and Kane. And uh, the one that's coming on tonight, third episode, has to do with Jerry Lawler. This show, again, if if you have a collector's heart, and Mm -hmm. especially if you're a wrestling fan, to see them going out and attaining these items to bring back to archive with the WWE is is fascinating. And what's fun about it is they're actually the superstars whose gear they're looking for, they're mm-hmm. actually getting the wrestlers to go out and search for these things. Yeah. So like Undertaker <laughs> Undertaker went down to Knox County, Tennessee and looked up good old Mayor Kane, Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, and uh and convinced him to let go of some of his Kane stuff and then they Man. went to Undertaker's storage building. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're looking for this, here it is. Yeah. Undertaker opened up his storage building, pulled out a plastic tub and he found his phantom mask that he wore oh. uh <laughs> that he had to wear when he the ocular area got busted. Yeah. He said he had just put this in the when he finished with it he just stuck it it in the tub and and stored it away and they they only made one of these and he had it so that made the value of it beyond you know it it was Mm. it was mind-blowing it's so crazy to think how much of like of like professional wrestling history was in an attic in knoxville tennessee in a storage building in texas and that's so (laughs) crazy he was talking about like the boots, like I think it was Kane's boots. Like he showed him, you see the front of his boots had mm-hmm. more scuffs on them where the back was. That was because nobody pinned him, you know, he was always pinning them. So the front of the boot got more scuffing. Right. That was kind of a neat little bit of wrestling history that I liked that they talked about. Mm-hmm. And the first episode with Mick Foley was great where Mick went and sat, sat on this couch, <laughs> played with this guy's kids just to try to get like a Mr. Socko or something out of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One guy Mick went to anywhere he got the the mankind outfit that the guy had. He promised him he'd come back and watch any pay per view with him, order food, and have a party down there in the guy's basement. And it's the the wheeling and dealing is this hilarious with some of these collectors, the people that have been. If the wrestler themselves didn't have it, and they went to the whoever had collected it or purchased it or obtained it, the deals that they're making with these people to get these items back yeah. has been hilarious. Yeah, that was. That was like for for Undertaker, like one of the uh, mortuaries that Paul Bearer was friends with. Yeah. They had one of the urns, like mm-hmm. one of the, the urns that they didn't have. So in return, because the, the mortuary, they, people visit that mortuary to see that urn. Well, they traded out. They gave him one of his suits. Right. Which to me, I think that's kind of, I mean, the urn is cool, but the suit's kind of cooler too. I don't yeah. know, you know. Well, the, they gave him the suit and like the very last urn mm-hmm. that, yeah. that uh, Paul, well, one of, they, they had several of the final urns made. Yeah. So the last bit of information that I have for our athletic theater section of the podcast is uh, Fanboy Expo has announced that uh, Ted DiBiase and IRS will be guests at Fanboy Convention this year in Knoxville. Money, Inc. Money, Inc. Exactly. And Brock has mentioned several times recently I hope we get a chance to meet DiBiase. Want to meet DiBiase? And I love Ted DiBiase. There we go. Yeah, I absolutely love him. I loved his character. I love the Million Dollar Man. And so, yeah, finally going to be able to meet him in uh, in October at Fanboy. And he will be a will be signing Brock's Ted DiBiase figure. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, WWE's been releasing in Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Is that Hasbro? Yeah. Uh, Mattel. Mattel. Mattel does. It. My bad. Yeah, Mattel's been releasing the uh, the different figures and. They just recently came out with, with Ted DiBiase, and I'm like, yes. And then the, he got announced for that convention. It's like, yes. Double. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I regret when we went to Fanboy back in 2019, Brutus the Barber Beefcake was there. Sergeant and Slaughter. That, that, uh, that's the one I regret 
not going over and saying hello to him and meeting him because I loved I loved Sarge in wrestling and I loved him in GI Joe. <laughs> yeah. And had all his figures as a kid. G.I. Joe figures and stuff. And I didn't go meet Sergeant Slaughter while he was there. Mm -hmm. And I kicked myself ever since. So, fanboy, Expo, we love you. If yes. there's any way you can get Sarge back, I'd love to meet him. I hope that there's, they, they keep saying there's more announcements coming. So, I just I hope that uh, hope we get some really fantastic announcements out of them over the next couple of weeks. They haven't been disappointing so far. So, who knows what else is yet to come. Well, in other... Uh, other entertainment pieces that we have picked up uh, looks like, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher her name, but Kristen Wig, Kristen Wig and Annie Mamulo, Mamulo. Thank you, thank you so much for that. Yeah, they're writing a movie for Disney, mm -hmm. and it's going to be about Anastasia and Drusilla, Cinderella's evil stepsisters. Very interesting. So is this the movie's going to be kind of like from their point of view, or I guess, is that where we're going now? We're getting Krill, and now we're going to get the evil stepsisters? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, they make a line of live-action Disney villain movies. I'm good with that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I mean, you, I mean you, they started off yeah. Maleficent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we know you'll be day one for Ursula, correct? <laughs> I, I tell you what, if we're still in the middle of this thing where they're allowing theaters to be rented out, if they ever come out with an Ursula movie, mm -hmm. I'll rent out a theater. All right, I, know th I know this is I know this is very out off the wall, random question. All right, you're fan casting for Ursula. Mm. I know. I, know you okay, I have very mixed opinions on this, but if if I remember correctly, the live action Little Mermaid movie that is is currently in production. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, Melissa McCarthy is yes. Ursula. Yes. Boy, do I have mixed feelings on that. Yes, because I, I know what you mean, because I say, because like, I was not a big fan of her work, but one, one of the few things of Ghostbusters 2016 I really enjoyed was her character, Abby. Her character was one I her I really enjoyed the most, her and Patty. Those were the yes. two I identified with the most, but I saw the movie Identity Thief, and that was one of the movies that made me really dislike Melissa McCarthy. So as long, I, it's, Identity with Thief Melissa is McCarthy, as long as you can keep her, and I, I've kind of identified this in the movies that she's been in, because I... I with her, as long as you can keep her away from going kind of off the deep end with her mm -hmm. jokes, she's just she's funny to an extent. As long as you can keep her on task and staying on script and don't let her go too crazy creatively. Like mm -hmm. like she's no Bill Murray. You know, Bill Murray can ad lib everything and it's amazing. It's no no matter what. But with her, as long as you keep her on task and, and, and pair her with a good director. She's her, really, really good. Have her more as her Abby from 2016 Ghostbusters or yes. her character from, was it I Spy? Was that the one with Jason Statham? I think. Yeah, Spy. I think, yes. uh, I think it was spy, just spy. spy, yeah. Yeah, I Spy is the Batista movie. That's completely different. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's also an old Bill Cosby show that we won't touch. There we go. <laughs> right. But I mean, you know, Melissa McCarthy, she's incredibly talented. Yes. Um, and I think she would do a phenomenal job um, in that casting it, as long as they kept her on point. Yeah, and I, I, I think with her, I think with her being Ursula in the in the live action Little Mermaid movie, I think I'm okay with that because Disney will keep her in check. She won't go to her bodily function jokes and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I I have never been a fan of Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Ghostbusters 2016 was the only movie I've ever been able to stomach her. Mm. I I do not like you, her whatsoever. Have you guys watched uh, Thunder Force yet? No. no, but I've heard good things. I've heard it's really mm -hmm. funny. It's but I it won't. does it does have Melissa McCarthy I moments won't. in it where it's it's very very they they really give her a lot of leeway for her comedy. Nah. 
um, in there. So there are moments in there where I was like, oh, uh, which is it, it, it's, it's still it's, a good movie. It's it's a double edged sword for me because, you know, Octavia Spencer's in that as well. Yeah. Octavia graduated from Auburn University. Mm-hmm. She's she's a Bama girl, mm-hmm. you know, Alabama, not Roll Tide Bama. <laughs> she, she's Auburn. So, you know, that's that's kind of a I want to see it because of Octavia. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to see it because of Melissa. You should you should watch it. It's good. Even with the weirdness that you mentioned that those types of jokes they're there but even with that it's a good movie yeah yeah it's it's hard for me and anybody that knows me i'm straight up honest i hate bodily function jokes i don't like sex jokes i don't like toilet humor it's just to me that's low-hanging fruit cheap laughs cheap laughs i i I want to see something creative creatively funny Mm. well it is i mean you're 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 dead on with that it is oh yeah no yeah for sure well, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how Brock feels about this, but when they did the the live Little Mermaid show mm-hmm. and Queen Latifah Ooh, as as yeah. Ursula, she yeah, she did a really good job. She nailed that. So I mean, hit it right out of the park. Yeah, with, with Ursula. Yeah, Queen Latifah, give me that all day as Ursula. Yes, she was fantastic. Guys, but, we should definitely like do like a future segment where we just kind of go through like all of the popular Disney movies and then like identify the villains. Like, you know, we can do Scar and Radigan and all, all the different villains and just kind of figure out what, what actor uh, or actress mm-hmm. would be really good for that part. That would be something mm-hmm. really cool to do. So, yeah. Kind of a fan casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Make, make a note of that. Yep. Noted. I'm, do I'm, I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for uh, if, if Ursula were to, were to have her own standalone movie, I got to go. Yeah. You know what? Now, now that we brought it back up, I got to go Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. You've got to bring her into it. I mean, Pat Carroll, unfortunately, you know, is, is in her nineties. Mm-hmm. She'll, she'll never be able to reprise that role. And I, no. Queen Latifah though, her, her bringing it in that live action special was amazing. I, I loved her. Mm-hmm. I, there's my vote. <laughs> bring her back. I still think Melissa McCarthy could pull it off as well. If, if, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, if they could rain, Rain in her humor and keep her on task. She'd be good too. Being Disney and being that the Little Mermaid is so beloved, and there's no need for me to go into my personal feelings on it. Mm-hmm. You know, always has my heart. You if, know, with, if you want to, if you want to, want know the backstory. What? Listen to episode one. Yeah, go back to episode <laughs> yes. one. Yeah, I I think Melissa will do a fine job, which is kind of painful for me to say. I think she'll do a, <laughs> a fine job in the live action Little Mermaid, but. Only because Disney's going to have their thumbprint all over it. And because The Little Mermaid is such a beloved, you know, that kicked off the Disney Renaissance era. That's mm-hmm. That movie saved Disney from the brink of losing all animation and destroying the studio. Little Mermaid saved that studio. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's yeah. That's it. They, they were, I mean, they were releasing duds. And Little Mermaid is what, what revived Disney animation mm-hmm. for the public. So, Yeah. Because of that, that is a prized property. They won't let Melissa screw that up. I have faith oh. in that. So it'd be interesting because we really don't know what this, uh, what the story with the with the stepsisters, you know, what it's going to be about. It's in the they're they're writing it. So who knows where they're going to take the story? I mean, I'm interested to find out. 
I don't know much about Annie uh, Mamola uh, and what she's written before, but I know Kristen Wiig. You know, we know she's got a, a really good streak of, of humor. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just just her, just just the way she thinks and the way she presents herself and the way that she acts, that pretty much is going to lend itself to this movie probably being hilarious in the end. So, I, I'm really looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, we met, of course, the the the, the park characters down at Disney World of. We met Anastasia and, and Drizilla and Lady Tremaine. Lady Tremaine, yeah. We we met them down at Disney World one year. Man, they were so funny. They they were great. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what what they could pull off of this movie, for sure. Mm-hmm. When does Cruella come out? Is it going to be released uh, in theaters, or is this like a like the whole streaming in theater thing together? Uh, I don't know. Disney's been very weird. Like they've been. I think. I think. You, I think it's going to be both. It'll be just one of those things. You paid the extra mm-hmm. money to watch it. Yeah, Cruella's coming up May 28th. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. I've always liked her as a character as well, and I like Emma Stone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in theaters, and it's also going to be premiere access through Disney+. Plus. Mm. Okay. Well, I don't, uh, Brock, I don't know if we have a segue from talking about Cruella to this next topic, because <laughs> they're so incredibly <laughs> different, but um, I know we, we, we really want to talk about the fact that um, I, in particular, am finally sitting down and getting to the point to where I'm watching through Star Trek Next Generation. Um, I, you know, it's on Netflix currently, um, and I am currently in season three, and I am being, I am blissfully ignorant because a lot of, growing up, I was able to catch, you know, uh, Next Generation episodes here and there. I think it, back when we were growing up, I think it was on like TBS or TNT or something, and you would just, I would catch an episode every once in a while, and I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, Star Trek's awesome. You know, if it wasn't for Star Star Trek, there wouldn't be Star Wars. And this is this stuff is like super cool. I love it. I just never have gotten around to actually sitting down and watching it, and I'm doing that now. And so, you know, before in our in our pre-show talk, I was talking about, and I just passed the episode where you know we get introduced to the Borg for the first time, and it was Q that screwed everybody over um, with you know <laughs> introducing everybody to the Borg, and, and, and these guys are about to flip out because they're like, I want to be you again. Because it would mean that we could, I could experience this for the first time again. So I am like super stoked to to continue because it went it's, it went seven seasons, mm-hmm. and I just got into season three at this point. So I and am remaining blissfully ignorant. <laughs> I'm jealous of you, but also at the same time, there's some season ending cliffhangers that I'm glad that you're not going to have to suffer the, the months. <laughs> oh no, season. kidding! The conclusion too. Good night, man. Yeah. Wait. Well, I mean, as it is right now with the way Netflix is formatted, it, it is you know they'll they'll just go to the next yeah they'll go to the next one and you don't really realize that you're in a new season, but you're like. Whoa, um, yeah, do, uh, Dr. Pulaski's gone now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, Crusher's back, and now we get to do the backstory as to why she came back. And you know, and then uh, here I am, like pulling it up on online and going, Why did Gates McFadden get kicked off the show after the first season? I'm like, Oh, okay, <laughs> and then they and then you get to learn the whole like, uh, what, what happened to Dr. Pulaski? Oh, well, she went off and she's doing this now, and it's like. <laughs> It's the way they explain it. It's like it's really simple for them because they're like, well, you know, she decided she didn't want to be the chief medical officer, so she came back because she was missing her son. And then Dr. Pulaski, who, by the way, I thought was amazing. I mean, she's oh, Pulaski's yeah, a great she character. Yeah, she's a good oh, character. Gosh, just a phenomenal character. And just just how she acted off of uh, Picard, um, just just having the same type of mindset, and they were just two really strong personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fantastic, but so far as Netflix's format, like I'm, I was in season three, and, and I was like, it was jarring. It was like, 
whoa, uh, okay, Seth's got a little bit better. We got, uh, we got, you know, Gates McFadden's back. We got, you know, and now we're talking about Wesley and, and the fact that he's never gotten to grow up well, really. I, I, th- I think also like one of the sets got buffed up. And around time season three was when they were filming uh, the sixth movie for the original series. When yeah. that, am I correct, Brock? I want to say season three. That sounds about right, 91. Star Trek six came out in 1991, yeah. So, yeah, I would say around, it's either two yeah. or three. That's when the engineering got buffed up because at the same time they were filming, yeah, the yeah. movie. So. Yeah, because, yeah, Star Trek Next Gen started in 87 and ended in 94. So, yeah. Yes, that, that timeline sounds good, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am absolutely over the moon enjoying this, and it's, it is definitely a journey that has been long coming because I've always said that I've been a Star Trek fan, but it's never, like, going to trump you know, like Star Wars mm-hmm. because Star Wars was my first love. Yeah. But uh, the the just 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 my love for Star Trek is just like becoming a huge deal now. Instead of just being kind of like, hey, you know, yeah. if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Star Trek, there wouldn't be Star Wars. And now it's like, oh yeah, Star Trek is the thing. <laughs> yeah, my, my kids want to. They, they they both asked if they could watch the Star Trek movies, and I'm like, ooh, you really. <laughs> need to sit down and I, I don't know what kind of time that we'll ever It'll have work. with them to watch this this series mm-hmm. you know the original series and next gen for them to understand the characters in the movies and why you know why in generations why data is the way he is you know he's mm-hmm. crying why is data crying why does data have an emotions he never had of emotions before it's like Ugh. yeah yeah <laughs> well okay look I mean to be fair though I mean I only ever watched it piecemeal you know, mm-hmm. like an episode here and there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a whole lot of trouble following it. Like I didn't know that data <laughs> had a, had an emotions chip, but you know, and I didn't know all, all it just, they do a really good job mm-hmm. explaining it in the movie. Yeah. So if you don't, if you don't know, then it, it still works for you. So right. I, I'm in, in, in the defense of that, I would honestly think it would be okay if they just watched the movies, if anything to, to watch tell the key episodes not, that tie into the movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to go. I mean, they don't have to. They don't have to see the whole book, to read the whole book to understand this chapter. You know, I mean, it, it, they, um, they do a really good job. No, but well, they, they do a really good. Though the reason I say that, I know that wasn't a good example, but the reason I say that is with the movies, it's kind of like the chapter is its own book. You know, it's it's right. they, they do a really good job explaining it. So well, it's I think it's also the format. Like I always say, like that's one thing. Like with me, of course, up until recently with the Mandalorian, to me, Star Wars was better told as a film. Trek mm-hmm. was always more better told as a, a episodic show. With movies so, sprinkled mean, in. Yeah. The movies, like, uh, well, the even movies, we all know how this goes. Odd movies yeah. are odd and even movies are good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just know that Alyssa Parker is one for uh, character story arcs and uh, development of characters and things like that. So she really likes to, to know these people and what they're about. So well, yeah, we'll see. So, so she would need to do this then. She would, she would it, enjoy it, it. She, uh, it, yeah, my, my daughter would, would absolutely yes, enjoy it. She would. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm in season three and it's been a phenomenal ride for me so far. I mean, there's, there Where'd are very past- few episodes in there that are just kind of like, eh, I mean, the worst one so far, uh, that I've run into was when, uh, Deanna's mom comes on board. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Any, yeah. Yeah. Anytime, <laughs> and I've been told by my girlfriend, anytime she comes on, it's kind of cringy anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I got in that episode and I was like, good gosh, please let it end. Oh, you think that's great. Well, you need to watch when she pops up in deep space nine. Oh, oh yes. My gosh. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. 
it, it's it's a good character arc building, but mm-hmm. when she's flirting with a hologram guy, that just took the cake. That was amazing. Kevin, have you figured out yet that she's the voice of the ship's computer? She is. Major Barrett yep. Roddenberry. Yep. That's that's who that is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's the Enterprise's computer. Yeah, well, the, the actress that plays her mom. That's that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I knew she was the voice of the computer. I didn't know that was the actress wife, that yeah. played yeah. her. Really? Yeah, it's Ron Berry's widow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Whoa! Yes, my widow, yes. mind is blown. This wow. is your moment well, it, of Zen well, revelation. It kind of is. It kind of is. That's amazing. I mean, I knew that she was the voice of the computer because I had actually told my girlfriend mm-hmm. that she didn't realize that. That I was like, you know, who the voice of the computer is like, yeah, that's that's Gene Roddenberry's widow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was the actress that yeah. was like, I was like. And I, I have. I kind of feel bad about thinking it's cringy now. Well, like and I, I have a, here. I have a Major Barrett Roddenberry story. Oh. She came to the uh, 1996 uh, Star Trek 30th anniversary convention up in Huntsville, and I got to meet her. We were at the a big dinner party afterwards for people who paid the VIP package prices, and at that time I was massive Trek, still am, but came all the way from Texas when I was stationed in the Air Force, drove all the way from Texas to Huntsville just for that one weekend. And it was in September of 1996. And so we're at this big dinner party afterwards. And Brock, just being the man of esteem and character that he is, walks up to her at the dinner to say hello to Miss Roddenberry. And she's shoving cauliflower with ranch dressing in her mouth at the same time. I'm just, I got good, great timing. And she's like, oh, nice to meet you. I was like, I'm so sorry. She had branch on her side of her mouth. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't sound like the computer. <laughs> you sound like the computer was eating. <laughs> that was also uh, the convention where you got slapped on the rear end by one of the esteemed astronauts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. Probably one of the few guys in America that can say Buzz Aldrin slapped me on the rear end. <laughs> now everybody's um, silent. Oh, uh, awkward. What? What? Yeah. Okay. Context. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin was not looking to slap my butt. <laughs> I can't believe this story hasn't come up before. Okay. You, you gotta this. Okay. So it was at the same dinner party. You know, the the VIP ticket holders and everything. We got to mingle with a lot of people. At the time, I was in, this, in the U.S. Air Force, and I was my job was in satellite and wideband communications. I'm standing there talking to Dan Golden, who at the time was the NASA administrator. He was the head of NASA. And I, I, I knew who he was, and I walked up to him and said, Hey, I'm in the Air Force. I, I work on at least the land part of satellite communications. And got to talking to him and, and was having a really good conversation. And then all of a sudden, whack, right on my backside. I turn around. There's Alan Shepard standing there. And then there's Buzz Aldrin right behind me. Buzz had been talking to Alan about something and threw his hand up and, and whacked me in the rear end. <laughs> And I turned around and looked at him and he looks at me. He goes, he goes, young man, I am so sorry. I said, Mr. Aldrin, no, I, I'm sorry for standing here. <laughs> Brock, you, Brock, you missed the perfect opportunity to pull a George Sakai. Hello. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Mr. Aldrin. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, you know, and stand, standing next to him was Kate Mulgrew. 
you know, who was still on Voyager at the time. And uh, do I dare? Kate was wearing a lovely black dress. She was beautiful. And so got to meet her as well, you know, after Buzz slapped me in the butt. <laughs> Brock, so, tell us more about the dress. No, I'm, I'm a happily married man. I'm good. That was in the past. <laughs> she looked good, though. Captain For context, Jan- guys, we're, we're doing this uh, while we're on video and just looking at Brock's face while he he said, dare I? He just looks so super awkward when he said that. So <laughs> I always look awkward. <laughs> so I, I have I have Star Trek stories, but yeah, that, that was the Major Barrett Roddenberry and the, the Buzz Aldrin butt smacking one. Hey man, the man's a fan of moons. What can he say? Hey, <laughs> and he's he, he's telling us to he get our butts to Mars. This season, right? Yeah, he's got a shirt. Get your to Mars. So yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm really uh, happy for you, Kevin. That this is uh, that you're diving into this and and you're taking this experience and yeah. And the best part is you're in season three when the show just skyrockets. Yeah, and it, it, I, it I, definitely I, feels like it at this point. It feels like it's the, they're really starting to dig into character development, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're tried. instead of mm-hmm. instead of just kind of hitting on everybody a little bit that they're really starting to dig into it. And I can tell that a lot of the actors are really starting to get into the roles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah, I agree. I can, I can see it. I can see it. Well, Kevin doesn't like spoilers, so we're not going to say anything at all. You know, we're, we're not going to treat him like we do Bo. Um, <laughs> but you, the, the cliffhanger for season three, you are going to flipping love. Well, I'm, I'm feeling bad. Which one's season three of cliffhanger? Best that- of Both Worlds Part One. Ah, mm. gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And okay. the, and the and the joy in all of it, Kevin, is that you're not going to have to wait. You can jump right yes. into the next exactly. one. So- <laughs> exactly. At with with the season three cliffhanger, having to wait those months for the second part mm-hmm. to come out was excruciating. Mm-hmm. You know, Next Gen has. You know, I've always loved original series, but Next Gen mm-hmm. was my special tie to Next Generation. Is I graduated high school on the day <laughs> of the series finale, the the day that all good things aired. Mm-hmm. So my high school career and Star Trek The Next Generation ended on the exact same day. Yeah. While right. Kevin is going through his journey, Brock and I, we're saying, talking about all this because we, you know, it's been brought up among us that, you know, Kevin has been, has been watching Next Gen and then Brock and I just have decided in the last couple of weeks to, to dive back into it again and watch each episode because it's been a long time since I've seen a lot of these episodes so mm-hmm. it's it's redis it's the rediscovery for me and I mean I know the characters I know mm-hmm. you know I know the foundation and the basis and everything of but it's that chance to go back through and watch something that can be like new to you again when it's been so long mm-hmm. that you've seen yeah. it and this yeah. is where this is what I grew up in this I would say this is the world the Star Trek world that I was kind of introduced into mm-hmm. to fandoms and you guys stay tuned because I have every intention after I'm done with this to just pick up immediately with, immediately with Deep Space Nine. So I want to continue on. Yeah, and, and Deep Space Nine and, and uh, Next Gen ran concurrent for a little while with each other. Mm-hmm. So and, dis- and, and, and it it ties yeah, in sorry. extremely well, you know, with each other. There's there's a couple of crossover episodes. Made me think, I, and I know no one can see this, I'm holding up, but if you ever get to the episode Genesis of Next Gen, I have it recorded from WTTO back in the day. <laughs> I have VHS tapes. I nice. do have it. It's, I'm holding it right here. So. Would, would anybody like a bootleg copy? Yes. <laughs> Paramount would like your number. Hey, this was recorded from broadcast television. So, hey, 
Dude, that's such a generic looking tape too. That's wonderful, man. <laughs> you kids who don't know what v- VCRs are, man. Extra I- quality video cassette, six hour. Star. He's got it written on it. Star Trek TNG <laughs> jeans. As we try to decipher uh, Bo's handwriting on yes. a VHS tape, Te- like early early teenage Bo's handwriting. <laughs> Star Trek is just a great fandom i think to, to be involved in and to be immersed in and some series is might not be as you know well loved or well received or as popular as others but you know we've 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 become a big fan of discovery and now mm-hmm. they're going to have the spinoff uh with captain pike i'm looking forward to that because the guy that they got to play pike in discovery he is phenomenal anton mount as captain pike oh yes my Goodness, there's a reason the fan outcry from Discovery mm-hmm. Season 2 led to this new show being yes. created for him and, you know, the showing the Enterprise prior to Kirk taking over. I know, Kevin, you haven't, and Bo, you haven't seen any Discovery yet. I watched the pilot episode, okay. and like I said, eventually it's on my ever-growing list of things mm-hmm. to watch one day. I watched a couple of episodes of this latest season, and then I kind of dropped off. So yeah. uh, it, you can talk about anything that was like before that, and, and I, I would know. One of my hopes this year with cons starting back up, it's already announced from Mississippi Comic Con, but they've got Doug Jones, who plays mm. Saru. On uh, Doug Jones, phenomenal actor, has been in oh, you know, Doug. several different movies and TV series. Uh, love Doug to death, and he's been announced as a guest at Mississippi Comic Con, who is the same company or the same convention company that puts together Alabama Comic Con. So fingers crossed that we get an announcement. It's yeah, he, be- he was at Days of the Dead in Atlanta mm-hmm. last year, February of 2020, when we met Kathleen Turner. And he was filming something at the time. So when, well, we were there at the con, he wasn't yeah. able to be there. And so we missed him. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to meet Doug. Absolutely. He's He seems like a wonderful, wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Star I don't Trek. know how we'll, we will uh, segue into the next segment. This is another one that uh, easily have a good segue. Easily. But Spoilers. We, we, yes. we won't spoil anything for right, you. We We're going to just destroy him for Bo. Hey. I mean, but we've been doing that the entire time for Bo. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine. That's hey, but, all right. Hey, but Bo, Bo, let us know. Let us know how far you are with it. I am into episode one, not to brag now. You wait. Know. wait, wait, I, let's blitz back up. Let's let's be clear. Here we go. We're going into spoiler territory. You hear the sounds going off here. Spoiler territory. What are we referring to? What have we been talking about for the past couple of weeks? Falcon and Winter Soldier. That is what Bo says. He has now seen episode one. Congratulations, Bo. And and my biggest takeaway from episode one is apparently if you were an unfortunate person that got snapped by Thanos after five years, your credit got destroyed. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I mean... I, I, and apparently superhero is not very good for your FICO score, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Thanos, the great destroyer of credits. <laughs> your credit is 500. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know this. I was watching stuff like that as an adult does that to you. you know? <laughs> credit score is gone in a snap. Yeah. You come back after the snapping and you're like, wait, wait. But what about my credit score? Yeah. Am I at least 720? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're saying when I left, my credit score was 798. And I just came back and it's 423. What's my interest what rate kind now? How crazy is that? My interest rate is going up. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh. Well, you have, you have deferred payments for five years, so I guess that would do that to you, you know, also, you know. Oh, man, we Sir, got... you lost the boat. <laughs> yeah, as we, it was a repo. This is kind of, this is all the, like, regular human stuff that happens oh. during the, the snapping, you know. Yeah, so you guys, you were watching this, you weren't really considering what it would have done to the people that left and th that were snapped for five years, but we've already done the research for you guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, we've. This is... <laughs> well, I, I I think in this in the series finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think they probably boosted his credit score a little bit because yeah. he's he's taking care of some business. Yeah. He has cool. a Captain One card, I guess now. Oh man. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna have a problem getting anything no. from here on out yeah uh, but they jumped pretty quickly into the series finale of i mean the <laughs> the show started and mm -hmm. sam is there in the red white and blue yes oh yeah well for me not watching that's very fair i mean why would you tease you know a new captain america and all you get like maybe the closing segment of the episode might as well give him any you know his own full episode to kind of I guess well since he's falcon spread his wings as captain mm -hmm. america yep <laughs> and that's what was in the box Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. You know, I, I was, uh, you know, we, we had no idea what was in the box, uh, although we kind of all kind of had a good idea yeah. of mm -hmm. what was going to be in there. I was really hoping that since it was from Wakanda, that it was going to be like the flower, you know, and yeah. then it would like give him the temporary Black Panther powers and it would have been like him jumping around. But I was like, oh, no, he doesn't need it. He just went through this whole Rocky montage of training. Mm -hmm. And then now he is just, I mean, he still doesn't have the super serum, but God, as soon as you see him in the finale, he doesn't need it. No. He's phenomenal. No. Yeah. Maybe that's something they wanted to hint at. Maybe that Captain America was, I mean, even though the serum helped, it's more of a character and desire type thing. You know, something he mm -hmm. has to really work for. He's worked his body. Mm -hmm. He works his, his character type thing. And the fact that he was, he spent at least a good part of the episode, him and Bucky both making things right. Like Bucky completed mm -hmm. his list mm -hmm. of things. And then we have the whole moment where, you know, Isaiah Bradley finally gets put into the museum yeah. and his his trials and tribulations that he went through. That that literally made me cry. That was a I moment. Was, that was a moment. Just just knowing. And yes, this he had a huge part in this. I mean, if it hadn't been for that, they wouldn't have been able to have this this super serum that they have now. Mm -hmm. So uh it's just the fact that he just took him and and uh, took him to the he said i need to show you something and then took him to the museum and showed the statue they've got of him yes. alongside like like in the next hall over from from captain america so it's like he's in the same exhibit now they, that was they, phenomenal. they closed everything up very nicely i feel in the end and still i see that there is possibility for a second season now Mm -hmm. There, there's without a doubt, there's there's that possibility that we can carry this on into more seasons. But we're getting a Captain America four movie, aren't we? Yes. Because of yeah. you know, because of this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, even if they decide to just do the movie mm -hmm. and not do another series, they so they sewed it up so well mm -hmm. that this could just lead into any movie, True. and it would yeah. be okay. I think yeah. as long as you've seen this, you're going to know what's going on. I mean, I can only I could. You know, with, with Marvel, you kind of have to see the movies, whether you're like into Guardians of the Galaxy. If you wanted to know how they tied in, you needed to see it and you kind of needed to see it in order. And then that's the way this is as well. It's like I can only imagine someone going, whoa, 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 whoa. The dude with the wings has the shield now. And and, and what is what is going on with this? I guarantee you in the beginning of the next Captain America movie, there will be some kind of like 
either montage or like some kind of news report talking about, you know, the mm-hmm. new, they do more recently, Sam Wilson, Captain America, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 type thing, you know, it'd be one of those things that, you know, be in the background for it yeah. to be acknowledged, but not, you know, however but they, they won't choose. dig into it. Well, however they choose to follow up, it's going to, they have set the stage for, you know, either the, the this to follow up in the Captain America four movie or set the set stage for another series. We'll see. I mean, we know the Captain America 4 movie's coming out. I would like to see another season of Captain America and Winter Soldier, or Falcon and Winter Soldier, or whatever they're going, wherever they're going with it now. The big question is, I guess, that I wanted to ask you guys, since I haven't done it yet, which did you think was better, Falcon and Winter Soldier or WandaVision? Mm. They each had but, such different feels. Yeah. I, for me. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't say pick. I got to finish series. But social media allows me to kind of watch bits and pieces. It's Falcon so Vision, you know. don't worry. Yeah. Falcon Vision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I've always, I still feel like it could have been, I mean, granted, we would have lost some content, but it still could have been a movie. WandaVision doesn't feel that way. I never felt, it never felt like it would have been able to be something that would have worked as a movie, I don't think. No, yeah. they, they fully it, intended that to be episodic like yeah, the old TV yeah. shows. I, th- and I this, think, it, go ahead. I say once it gets past the whole setup, what's going on, and then once eventually it becomes a tie of what's going on with current events, then that part mm-hmm. could probably be a movie. But the whole the decades episode, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you needed that slow creep of like mm-hmm. trying to slowly figure out what was going on. Whereas this, I mean, it started out. I mean, you, Bo, you've seen yeah, yeah, episode, episode one, one yeah. now. It just kind of feels like yeah, this could probably be a movie. It kind of yeah, because well, it feels like a movie. Yeah, you yeah, had the parallel stories going on, but parallel but overlapping stories with Bucky and Sam going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's mm-hmm. I, I look forward to see what I'm going with it. Like uh, like I said with me, even though I know what's going to happen, I still one of those people. I enjoy the journey just as much as the destination. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I want to give a quick special shout out to Rob Brayton. Yes, Rob is a, is a personal friend of of ours. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, been uh, fortunate enough to now be immortalized in the MCU at the end where you see Sam making his very well done speech to the council. There's a gentleman standing just over Sam's shoulder and he's got good face time. He's got wearing glasses like me, he got gray hair, but that's our friend Rob mm-hmm. from Atlanta. So he got some good, uh, good screen time. So congratulations on that, Rob. Yeah. Well-deserved. Also, didn't handsome Chase Ambrose have a moment with, uh, <laughs> with John Walker? Chase was like cheering on mm-hmm. uh, John Walker in the first episode. What no, first or second episode where yeah, he was the at the football game. game? Right when he was introduced at the game. Yeah, he right. was introduced at the football game. He's over there signing the Captain America figure, action figure. You mm-hmm. see Chase in the background. You know, you can also spy uh, Chase as a concerned parent. At the PTA <laughs> meeting in, in Cobra Kai season three. Again? Again? <laughs> we have so much fun. We just took a picture of the screen during Cobra Kai and we had the because I'm deaf, we have the captions on. And so Chase has got his hands out making a really like a what are you gonna do type face. Gesture with his hand face. And and, yeah. and the caption on the screen and it's just sort of cut off in the picture, but it's what the, the end of the sentence was again with a question mark and it's right next to chase's face and it's the perfect picture so anytime somebody says something stupid or something repetitive <laughs> on facebook 
they just post the meme of the, the meme picture of Chase going again. again. <laughs> I, I made the perfect Chase Ambrose meme. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to. I, yeah, I'm very did. proud of that. <laughs> oh me. So yeah, it's it's good to see some of our friends in these worlds. Yeah, I'm very envious of a lot of our friends that have had the chance to go and to work on these movies and be background players and extras and everything. And it's it's so fun to you know know to play that game to spot them out. Yeah, and our friend John Anderson, who's who's mm-hmm. local here in Alabama, he's uh, he was in Stranger Things. Yeah, got some good FaceTime in Guardians. Stranger Things, Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. Sure. Yeah, and that was that was another you know game there for a while. Is fine, brother fine John. John. Yep, <laughs> yep. And of course, our, our that- friend from Georgia, Michael Kosky, has been mm-hmm. uh, featured in Walking Dead and and in Guardians of the Galaxy also. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we got several friends that that we're uh, thankful to know and very happy for them. Yeah. So proud. now now that Falcon and Winter Soldier is over, now we begin to wait for Loki, which I you guys will not have to worry oh, about oh, me oh. waiting on that. That that seems like that's gonna be right up my alley with all the mm-hmm. time correction and all this screwball sci fi fun that looks like that's gonna be mm-hmm. so I will you won't have to worry about spoilers for me. We're gonna hold you to that. Yeah. Uh, please. Well, yeah. I want one. you to. <laughs> that'll Don't. be what I that'll be what I did for the podcast. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm ready for loki i'm ready for this series i'm a huge fan of the character so i'm i'm looking forward to who this doesn't game. love tom hiddleston oh, yeah seriously that man is everything exactly yeah if you don't if you say you don't love tom hiddleston you're just a dirty liar <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah and, and anthony mackie i think is going to make a fantastic oh yeah captain yes. america you know I, it's my, I love chris evans and i was I still can't decide if Civil War or Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie, mm-hmm. but it's one of those two. I would legit. I always, I always to me, I always tell her Winter Soldier. Not only is it a great Marvel movie, it is just a great movie in general. You don't even have to yes. be a fan of the fran- of yeah. the comic book movies. Just watch it for what it is. You have, I mean, it is just a, a it's a suspenseful thriller, but like mm-hmm. has a really deep kind of dark and interesting message. But it's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll probably give Winter Soldier the edge. I mean, I, I have absolutely loved that movie ever since it came out. Mm-hmm. I think from yes. I think it's got to be my top Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and it solidifies. Yeah, it's just kind of a Captain America. You know, of course he's going to be a lot of people's favorites, but you know, mm-hmm. he's mine. I well, love Captain Marvel. Well, well, well Civil Scarlet Witch. Yeah, sorry, well, Elizabeth Olsen, <laughs> give me all day. Well, Civil War is fun for at least you know that was all the lead. You know, oh, if they actually decided to fight each other, mm-hmm. who would kick each other's butt? So that's I mean, but also Civil War's got a good story with it. Yes. Also, yeah. I mean, it's it kind of it's great because of Winter Soldier. So they both exist together. That's yeah. kind of why I think that's probably why they're so great. I agree. Yeah, it plants the seeds for all the far-reaching consequences of Sokovia. You know, those accords and you know, mm-hmm. so that we're seeing. You know, we saw in Wandavision. Yeah. And continue. But we didn't get any hint or any introduction to anything x-men i was really kind of disappointed with that but it's okay it's they just haven't figured out how they're going to do it yet i mm-hmm. think so or they have and they just it's not going to happen it would be that would be something perfect and i know that we've this this has probably already been said uh with falcon and winter soldier but the the loki series will be perfect mm-hmm. to feature that with all like you said Bo the like the, the time and the course correction mm-hmm. and stuff, they could easily go, oh yeah, by the way, mutants exist now. And now we've got, mm-hmm. you know, like xenophobia and all this other stuff. And it's a thing. See, yeah, uh, what's going to, I think, I think one division is going to tie into it because, you know, it's going to kind of be, you know, her alternate reality or whatever, finding the one where her children actually exist. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the I think that's what I like really because like it, they're the most comic booky where they're gonna go really way out there with like I said multiple timelines alternate realities you know where the sky is purple yes. and vice versa you know it's it's really gonna be like the I guess the the hardcore nerds playground I mean they've all been hardcore yeah. nerds playground but then when you get into the alternate reality where you mm-hmm. know crazy stuff like that that's gonna be really fun they're they're gonna have a tough time making this work unless they go way out mm-hmm. in, in left field because I mean X-Men should have been part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from the get-go so shoehorning them in now that we're in like you know how, how many movies are we into now 15 something um, movies 20, or something like that 22 yeah so like like we're like you know almost two dozen movies in now yeah. um we you know now we're going to shoehorn another established franchise in they are going to have to go way out in the left field to get this to work well, I think what it'll be, I don't think they'll actually, they may hint at it as being there, but I really truly believe they're going to introduce the X-Men or Fantastic Four. It will be in a film, mm-hmm. film yeah. version. Like, like I that think they'll sense. they'll dabble the water, but like, I mean, I get that. I mean, as a studio, you want that introduction to be a, a, a movie, mm-hmm. which I mean, that you know, that's your big properties, mm-hmm. which I think like all the series will be kind of the, they're important, but they're side stories, but you still, you know, it, it's not the main focus, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. still important, but it's not the, the focus, like the movie experience. Yeah. Yep. And hey, you said movie experience. Here is the segue into our last topic I see on our list here. The movie experience, Brock and I are happy to report that we have activated our AMC A-list. And what caused us to activate our AMC A-list? Mortal Kombat. We went to see Mortal Kombat last weekend. And you don't go to that movie, you know, looking for the Oscar-worthy performance. It's not a uh, deep thought conversational type movie. (laughs) It is what it is. It's a movie based on a very graphic, violent video game. The movie actually managed to hold itself together the full time, even if it did also carry the whole B-level flick feel that the original one had. It just wasn't as campy as the original one. They actually tried in this one. The special effects are fantastic. Yeah, the, the thing was that kind of bothered me about it was the special effects were phenomenal, but it still kept the really artificial looking backgrounds and, and very enclosed background feel that the original one had. It's It made me think that they did that on purpose because they wanted you to feel like it was in the video game. Whereas, you know, when you're in a video game, you fight in a scene. Mm-hmm. It was like every every one of the scenes felt like they were like a Mortal Kombat fighting arena. For a movie, it just kind of felt kind of weird. Overall, yeah, you're right. The CGI was phenomenal. Uh, they definitely threw some money into that. Mm-hmm. Bo and I were talking last night in Atlanta about this because Bo has not seen it yet. Of course. And, <laughs> <laughs> surprise. There's one character death in there I don't want to spoil for him. Mm-hmm. At least I don't want to be the one to spoil it for him. And I, you're going to know what I'm talking about when this character is. Is it by- the one who carried the movie? Mm, mm. No, no. Because there was one particular character in that movie that carried the movie. No, but was I, well, I don't know. Let me hold y'all back now. Go ahead. I, no, I don't no, 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 because no. it was such a no. it was it was such a. Well, see, I, that's it, the reason why it's holding me up. I would have seen it by now, but I want to see this in the theater. I don't know why this yeah. is one of those movies I had to see in the theater. This yeah. is a personal preference thing for me. It was. It so was, many people died though, Brock. <laughs> Someone died in a Just, Mortal Kombat movie? How yeah. dare you? But it's, I'm done. I believe it. I'll, I'll explain it. <laughs> Where'd he go? Oh, there he is. No. Hopefully you'll understand when I say 
this character has such uh such a massive presence that has a rich history in the Mortal Kombat universe that should not have died within five minutes in that fight. Mm-hmm. As Kevin still looks confused, but we're not. We're gonna try to avoid spoilers. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to avoid. Let's just drop that because, uh, yeah, I, I there's so many of them died, and I, I still think I know who you're talking about, but it doesn't line up with that. Yeah, now, the, now I, the the character who the movie really focuses on, you know, who is trying to get into the tournament, is tied up in this death. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the <laughs> the guy who plays Shang Tsung, let me just I got to get this off my chest. The guy who plays Shang Tsung. Is the same guy who was the the uh, what was his name in the Dark Knight? He was the the guy from Hong Kong that was you know meeting with Lucius. Fox. He was the accountant. Yeah, the accountant. Mm-hmm. I I could not buy him as Shang Tsung. Could not no. do it. Every time I saw him come on screen, yep. you know when he said, "Your soul is mine," all I could hear was, "I'm good with calculations." <laughs> That's yes. all. He, he didn't he, he didn't feel it. <laughs> no, he, it just. I mean, the original, I, I don't, uh, forgive me, I don't know the actor who did the original Shang Tsung in the movie. Mm-hmm. He he was like one of the best characters in the whole movie. Oh, hands so down. So it's like, I mean, he was phenomenal. And then I, I totally expected this guy to be like, your soul is mine. And then he's just like. I'm good with calculations. Your soul is mine. <laughs> yeah, like, I. Okay. <laughs> I, could, I could not get past seeing him as the Dark Knight accountant. Could not get past it. And I'm just, that ruined his <laughs> character for me. Bo, you'll enjoy. There's a lot of really memorable characters. Mm-hmm. And probably one of the best ones in there, the surprise character, was Cabal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cabal has a, a really good appearance in there. Mm-hmm. And he has quippy humor. Uh, mm-hmm. he, everything. And it's just, it's magical. Because he's one of my favorite characters. Uh, I think yeah. it, I think he was in, what, Mortal Kombat 3? 3, three, three yeah. As mm-hmm. I was telling Brock, Cabal was one of my favorite characters he's used in 3. He had a great combo that worked really well if you knew how to work him. But it's, yeah. yeah. Like, with me, like, uh, like I said, it's... My, the, my biggest thing is from the people I've heard it griped about it is the movie spends so much time setting up future movies that it really doesn't worry about standing okay. on yeah. its own. They don't even Bro. get to the tournament. No. Yeah, I was about to say, Bo, I'll, I'll spoil that yeah. for you. They yeah, don't even no. do the tournament. It, this is, yeah, this is just like, the whole thing's like, all right, we're going to break into the Earth realm and ruin it before uh, the tournament ever even starts. And I'm like, you get to the end of it and you're like, okay, cool. So in the next movie, maybe we'll do the tournament. But how many people are left? Well, well, like I said, Mortal Kombat also falls victim to the comic book syndrome. Nobody really stays dead sometimes, so you never know. And I I hope that's the case in the death that I was referencing earlier because I was so disappointed in that death because I'm like, that character is so ingrained in Mortal Kombat, in my mind, for me, Mm -hmm. that there's no way he should have died that way that quickly. Yeah, Shouldn't have happened. Mm. Are we all in deep thought now about this? Yes. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about, Bob. I, I, yeah. I was just happy for the movie for to be the movies to have popcorn. There you go. Oh my gosh, boy! It's this this woman was overjoyed. I have a bucket of popcorn, and she carried it around in her 2020 AMC bucket. Well, so it was a pandemic uh, bucket. Yes, this is the new way of uh, refilling yeah. your popcorn bucket in you know the pandemic era. They just place the, the paper, paper bucket. bucket into your plastic bucket. Yeah, no refills. No refills. <sighs> so but I it, couldn't have my, you know, the thing was before I'd have my bucket of popcorn, and then I'd hit them up on the way out so I could take my refill and have my bucket of popcorn at the house. But it's okay. You, we'll we'll hopefully we'll 
the world will get back to normal at some point and we can we can have our refills again. Yeah, it, it was wonderful. We saw it in IMAX mm-hmm. and everybody was spaced out yeah. very mm-hmm. well, felt very safe. The only drawback to going back to the movie theater was about halfway through, we hear this little kid. And I'm like, <laughs> A, why are you in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> little kid? Two, little kids in the movie theater, leave them at home unless it's a children's movie yeah this this was not one for the kiddos well just i cannot stand okay i've already mentioned earlier i'm half deaf (laughs) i cannot stand because i especially in the theater where i'm not seeing closed captioning i am concentrating so hard on the story on the dialogue and everything and then to have a kid disrupt it is a massive pet peeve of mine. So it was great to be back in the theater. Mm-hmm. And of course, for showing back, we've got a kid, little little <laughs> child in Mortal Kombat talking during the middle of the movie. Don't do that. Leave you your kids were reminded of the, uh, the, the bad part of theaters as well. And Big why time. a lot of, why a lot of people are kind of rejoicing that a lot of the, the movie companies are starting to move towards, you know, doing home streaming because, you know, at home you can sit here and watch a movie and not have to worry about it. But then, a lot of us like to get out and have the movie experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that that, you know, obviously bounces back. The movie yeah. experience was to me just, it was just happy to be back there. Even though I was seeing Mortal Kombat, I was happy to be back in the theater. And we found out <laughs> recently, I, I do regret that we did not go see Godzilla versus Kong in the theater and have the theater experience for that. So, so sorry, Jacob Walsh, well, that we, well, that we let you down there, buddy. And we Jake stu- from YHS podcast. We're so sorry, man. But just remember, we do have a second run theater. It's not the one in Hoover that used to be, but it's the one down on 280. Now it is now a second run theater. So okay. there's just something to think about eventually. Down at Lee branch. Yeah. The Lee branch is now the second run theater. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. it should be. Cause that's where we saw dark Phoenix. Yeah. When it, that, okay. when it was heading out of the theater. I mean, the, the last I heard, the uh, Lee Branch Theater, they were only opening it, it up on uh, like Friday, Saturday, and mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. Have they changed that at all? Oh, I have no idea. I just know it's, when I started browsing back movie mm-hmm. times and stuff, I saw that they were showing this kind of become the second run because the uh, other one, I guess they've closed down because of COVID or if they're not going to reopen yeah. or not, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was wonderful being back in the theater. And to be to be fair, the kid only made yeah. a couple of noises. Yeah. You know, but still, it tweaked my head to the side. And went, oh, there, there! He only made a couple of noises, and then Brock hit him with a trank dart, as would be appropriate hey. in a Mortal Kombat theater. <laughs> I mean, they allowed those in the theater in the auditorium. Hey, so you, call me Shankman. I've always got Thorazine on me. I guess. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think we have wrapped all this up beautifully. I, I was dead set on talking about Mortal Kombat, but not telling Bo my thought about the oh, one death. I'm sorry. That that was such a hang-up for me. But Mortal Kombat's a good movie. It's it, Well, it, it's an okay movie. Mm-hmm. Special effects, fantastic. Sub-Zero, Scorpion, yes. that alone, those two. Yes. I wish we had more time with those two. Fantastic. But the ending... Yeah, when they ended the movie and didn't do a tournament, I was like, "You, mm, yeah, really?" But the, but the movie ended showing you where we're, you know, where they're headed, where I, they're yeah. headed now, at least and, in one direction, and who they appear to be headed out looking for. I did want to mention if since this is kind of a segue into what Jessica was talking about with this whole thing being like centered mostly around Sub Zero and Scorpion, there was a movie that came out last year. It was an animated movie called. Right. Mortal Kombat Legend Scorpion's Revenge. Oh. If you really that movie, hmm. that that 
is literally the best Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Nothing oh, touches yeah. that. That movie was phenomenal. So if you yeah, if okay. you want to see a good Mortal Kombat movie, watch that. Say what you will about Warner Brothers live action entries, but some reason why they've got it dialed mm-hmm. in when it comes into animated movies. Some reason why they just they can do yeah. no wrong with yeah. animated Man. movies. Nice. Yep. There was a and I remember watching this first run, there was a trial YouTube show based on Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Years ago. That was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That was probably a good like show. 10, 10 to fifteen years ago. I want to say yeah. that with going back with Star Trek, was it Jerry Jerry Ryan was supposed to be there, Sonya Blade, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've not seen it since it first aired on YouTube, but I, yeah, I, I think remember I think that. they tried to do something with it, but it never really got picked up by anything. Mm. It was supposed to, but yeah, it fell through. Yeah. That was a good show. If you I don't know oh, if, yeah. if it's still on YouTube, go try to find that. More I forget what it's called, Mortal Kombat something. Well, I, I guess that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we really appreciate you guys joining us on episode four for Bama Geeks. Hit us up on our social media at Bama Geeks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We do reply. We love to interact. If you want to drop us an email, we are at BamaGeeks at gmail.com. Darnay, again, thank you so much for the for the cereal. Yes. Ghostbusters Afterlife cereal. We're going to look forward to digging into those. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on the socials and make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Just look up Bama Geeks on YouTube. We do a uh, temporary video version of this once uh, Jessica and I get decent backgrounds where you don't see our kitchen <laughs> or me behind Jess, hidden behind monitors. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll start doing a video version so you can see all of our kind of beautiful faces. So the name of that uh, Mortal Kombat YouTube show is Mortal Kombat Legacy. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> the name of the YouTube Mortal Kombat show is Mortal Kombat Legacy. If anyone is wondering, but yes. Featuring Young Bo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you hit us up on iTunes. Leave us a five star review. We'd love to hear from you on there. Hopefully good things. If you want to leave us a one star review, just forget we exist. <laughs> but a five-star review on iTunes is certainly appreciated. It's going to help us yes. get uh, get noticed a little bit more. And we try to release these every other week. And as long as we can do that, you'll be hearing from us. And hopefully we'll hear from you too. At Bama Geeks on social media. Find us everywhere. Thank you so much once again for joining us. We'll catch you again very soon. Bye. Bye guys.